Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. And in this episode, this is one of our catch-up of 2018 because we're building up to the end of the month where we do our top 10 of 2018 and all, all our movie awards and all that stuff uh, in the Oscar season. And we're catching up in movies. So this episode is going to be about Widows, a movie that I was very much wanting to see when it came out. I like the trailer, I like the director a lot. So we're going to talk about Widows. Uh, we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you a warning in the middle before we we dive into the spoilers and that's how it's going to go so it's that simple um so what is widows widows is a film about a a group of women who after the husbands because their husbands all are all in cahoots they're on a little uh gang's not the right word what do you call a little heist team <laughs> yeah i wanted to say gang though but it's not is it no, it's or not a gang possible posse maybe <laughs> basically these four men have been doing jobs together for years and it all goes wrong they, they die that's not a spoiler that's the premise of the movie they die at the start of the movie and they you know they stole money from some really bad dudes these 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 brothers who, who are who are gangsters in and of themselves and they want their money back and they come to viola davis who plays uh, the, the arguably the lead character of the film and demand this money and it basically becomes a heist film where the four now widows of the four men who were in the, the these previous heists have to train despite the fact that they've never done anything like this before and pull off a heist of their own and that is the the general premise of the film so um i shall ask the question uh Cara, did you enjoy widows not as much as i wanted to Hmm. I think there are some really good elements. Um, you know, looks great, well shot, acting's great across the board. But I think it's a bit messy. I think it's got too much going on. There are some plot elements I'm not a fan of, and uh, overall, there's there's some things that I felt like, oh, it's going to deliver on. It's going to it's going to follow through on this sort of idea, and hmm. uh, that it was it felt clearly telegraphing that it never really went anywhere with. Huh, it's interesting, cause it, but before I even talk about how I felt, I, I'm curious, actually, what did you feel about uh, Steve McQueen, who's the director, uh, his previous films, assuming you've seen some of them? I don't know if I have. Uh, have you seen Shame? No. Have you seen 12 Years a Slave? No, I'm, I've, I've seen chunks of that one uh, for, for a class, and I, music, I wanted to yeah. just kind of let it sit, yeah. Um. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, so, so my my perspective going into this then is that I seen I seen Hunger, which was uh, the film that because this is actually the first film from Steve McQueen that I've seen that doesn't have Michael Fassbender in it bizarrely. Um, but you know, I seen I seen Hunger and Hunger was was pretty good. It, ha- it wasn't like a, like there was definitely some rough patches to that movie, but when it really hit, it hit like hit it out of the park. But it was definitely a murky experience overall. I thought. Um, Shame, though, blew me away when I saw that. That's a movie about sex addiction starring Fassbender. Um, that movie absolutely, like... like I, I came out of that thinking, okay, that's one of my favourites of the year. And, I, you know, I don't know if it was number one that year, but it was, like, top three of the year. Um, yeah. 12 Years a Slave basically did the same thing again. I came out of that being, like, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you definitely I, weren't the only one with that one. Yeah. Yeah, clearly, obviously, that got a lot more Oscar buzz and things like that. But yeah. I, I thought they were all sleeping on shame, so it was nice to see you got some recognition uh, for the next one. Uh, so obviously I see Steve McQueen's name in a movie I'm like okay what is this and I think what's interesting about this movie is that it's definitely the most mainstream movie he's done in the sense that 
it's a heist movie. It's a genre movie. <laughs> and it is, yeah. There's more to it than most heist movies would have. There's definitely some more subtext there, and there's definitely more of an emphasis. Because I feel like the first half of the movie especially is more concerned with the motivations for the characters and why they're doing this, rather than setting up the heist itself. Um, yeah. I think one of the, that's probably the biggest surprise from the trailer for me, is that I thought the movie was still going to function mostly as a heist, with, with more to it, because I expect more from McQueen, but instead like the first half or so it kind of felt like no like we're, we're focusing on why the where the why these women are doing this and why yeah. they're going to be motivated to join this this uh this mission uh and that, that was kind of weird but not bad it was just different than what, what, yeah. what i was expecting um so i liked it i i, I thought it was was pretty good um i do i don't think it's as good as his last two films i i think is by its nature a more See, I, I don't, I, I do not want to call this generic in any way because it's not. It's actually, as far as heist films go, it's one of the least generic I've ever seen. But in it's, terms of heist films, yes, yes. But it's more generic because it's a heist film than his last two films, which were uh, wonderful and they were very raw in their emotions. And there are some emotional points in this. There's some some great subtext in this. There's some uh, very heavy themes weaved into this. And I think maybe the best strength of this film is that, outside of maybe thinking the first half is slow if you're not into the, the more character stuff, is that it still kind of works as a, on a surface level heist movie kind of way, right? Because the back yeah. half, when it gets more into the heist stuff, uh, and they're kind of like all kind of becoming more involved and they're, they're, they're doing more things, they're all being part of the plan and that kind of thing, uh, there's more stuff there. Um, I think it's enjoyable for anyone who's just looking for that heist stuff. Uh, but there is more there. There's 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 deeper character things going on. There's deeper wider themes going on. So I don't know if I'd say it's messy. There is definitely a lot of characters. There's definitely a lot of characters. because I was expecting to really focus on the wives, like you know the the, the four widows, right? I was really yeah. expecting that, and it, it does to a point. Um, but it definitely featured other characters just as equally that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting as much with the villains. I wasn't expecting as much with Colin Farrell's politician. Yeah, I think that's part of my problem is is this, all that stuff, it, it it feels like it's two different movies. All that stuff with the politics and you know all that going on, it's kind of inconsequential for this movie. Thematically, I get why it's there. No, no, I get it thematically. But narratively, it adds very little. I would have shaved most of that out entirely. I don't feel as strongly about this as you do. Um, I, I, I don't feel like... Because I feel like it serves serves a purpose. It serves a purpose in what what goes on later on in the film. Because I think there's, a, there's an element of this, of this movie's plot that is intentionally kind of unfulfilled at the end. Um, and I think that's kind of the point in many ways. Because um, the film is largely about these these women who have never like been in charge of what they're doing, and they're all very different characters. They all come from different yeah. backgrounds, and they never met before. Even though all their husbands knew each other, they never met each other. Yeah. And the film is definitely about empowerment. It's definitely about taking charge and not just being along for the ride and not being. Because there's, there's a line earlier on where actually uh, Elizabeth Debicki's character, who's uh, one of those, one of those. Uh, her mother like says, "Oh, you should be provided for, and you know, just, she she can't take care of herself. You need a husband, blah blah blah, that kind of thing." Um, and I, I think that's like one of the central themes of the movie is the the, the empowerment throughout of like pro- you know proving they can do it themselves. There's also obviously backstory stuff that comes into play and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of showing the the 
I think the breakout of the status quo, and it's something that the political stuff really feeds into, is that there are all these things in place, and certain people are in power, and want to stay in power, there's certain people who don't typically get to be in power, and everyone in society basically knows their place, and it's very hard to break out of that. But the, the point is, is that these, these characters on a personal level are trying to do that and, you know, may or may not succeed by the end of the film. I think the political stuff is kind of very intentionally left in a place where it's like, okay, clearly some people want to change things, but, you know, like, these four women don't change the world. They just change enough for themselves, right? Yeah. That's kind of the point of the movie. And for me, that's why the political stuff kind of worked. And I actually, one of my, one of my favourite low-key scenes in this film is actually one of the political scenes. And again, we're not in spoilers yet. Uh, I don't have to spoil anything here. There's, there's a scene where Colin Farrell is in a car, right? Talking to his assistant. Um, and he's basically complaining about everything he has to do as a politician. Because his father's a politician. His father's played by Robert Duvall. And he's this old racist asshole. And he's complaining that his father basically roped him into this line of work. And it's just a business. And he, he feels like he's not doing anything that's real. And... He's talking about this, and he's in his fancy car, and he's, he's driving. So this this scene starts, he's at like a, like a little rally thing, because yeah. they're investing in local businesses, and he's doing a big song and dance about how it's local women, lo- local uh, minority women that they're, they're giving, you know, business uh, opportunities to, and they're all making their own businesses, and he's, you know, he's just speaking with the people, and he's been all, you know, politician basically, for lack of a better word. And he goes in the car, and he starts complaining about everything he's done, so his demeanor completely changes. He's angry that this reporter's just accosted him. And he drives to his headquarters, which is, you know, and I think in real time, because the, the shot all takes place in real time. It's a shot that's just outside the car, sticking on the front of the car, looking sort of back over the side of the car. And it's just the entire drive from that place to where his headquarters are. But as it goes from that place to that place, you gradually see the neighbourhoods get nicer and the, yeah. the you know, the, 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 it's getting upper class as it goes. But it's also really stark because it it takes place in about the space of about three minutes. And it's 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 a wonderful little shot in the sequence. It's a very obviously high concept directed sequence in the sense that it's just this really, like, no, it's just going to be one camera shot the entire time, right? You never even see the faces of the actors inside the car. It's just, no, no, no. We're just looking at around the, the car's surroundings. This is the world that he's in. And I think that shot like told me so much about what this this movie was doing in terms of themes, um, because the the characters themselves, the widows themselves, are all very different. You've got Viola Davis, who is very upper class. She comes from this 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 wealthier apartment. You know, uh, Liam Neeson, her husband, who, who was the the husband for her, he clearly had built a very sort of comfortable life for them. Uh, she wears fancier clothes. She has this demeanor that's very very different. Uh, you have Elizabeth Debicki, who's definitely poorer, and it, it has to do other things to make ends meet. There's, there's definitely well, this. Interesting. She wasn't poor before this. She was used to a very comfortable lifestyle. To a uh, point, from yes. Her husband. Uh, you know, like like her. You know, you know the way her mother's like. Oh, your husband needs to you know, provide for you. Okay, to a point, but then you get Michelle Rodriguez's character who is running a store, but is not doesn't look rich. She's she's just kind of you know doing yeah, well enough, right? Yeah. Um. And it's a very interesting thing because the, uh, the the fourth character in the heist is actually not one of the widows. It's um, I forgot the name already. Let me just scroll down because for some reason on IMDb she's really far down the list. Uh, Belle, who's played by Cynthia Erivo, uh, I think her name is pronounced, um, who's very good in the film actually because oh, she's the she's the notable one and that she's like one of the few actors in this and one of the main main roles that I didn't know. She's one yeah. of the f- few actors that I didn't know. I think what's interesting about her 
is that you know of the four widows they're they're all you know very different right you know viola davis not just in just in terms of their 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 backgrounds but just in terms of their race right you know one is black one is white and polish one is one is uh, latina and then you have this fourth woman comes in who's also black and i think it's actually one of the very interesting most interesting scenes in the film i think because it feels like there's this clash between her and viola davis because yeah. they're clearly from very different, you know, this woman comes from obviously the working class areas. She's obviously uh, has a very different demeanor. She dresses differently. She walks differently. Her stance is different. And it's almost like Viola Davis's character, because she's a black woman where she is, she kind of gets this judgment from all sides. You know, white people who are more powerful look down on her. Black people who aren't as wealthy as she is kind of look at her funny because because she's got this success. There's this kind of this, this pull from yeah. both angles. And this is all done in a couple of lanes of hostility and a couple of stairs. And it's the acting is phenomenal across the board. Um, and it this is, was, yeah. I, I think this scene really, you know, really displayed this to me. Um, and I was really, and it's funny because I kind of agree that it's weaker on these past two films. I think it's definitely a bit more conventional, but there's so many little things going on that by the end of the movie, I, I kind of appreciated the, the cacophony of all these themes that he was playing with. Even if it doesn't come together quite in the same way that his past two films were, because yeah. his past two films were so ultra focused, they're so ultra focused. This was like, no, we're doing like the, the the broad, you know, citywide paintbrush kind of thing. I think if this had focused in on the on the on the on the widows themselves, this would have been a much much better film. I think it would have been like you know, like you're talking about that that scene with the, the you know the politician driving in the car. Yeah. It's a very nice scene, expertly directed. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, pretty much all of his scenes individually, I think are very good. Uh, you know, there's not one where I'm going, oh, that's a bad scene or anything like that. Just in the wider concept of the film, I feel for me, it, it, it makes the film feel bloated and uh, needlessly long, but it could be trimmed down tighter and still get all the themes across. You know, you know you're talking about all you know, the other, mm. the class background just between these women. That's all already there. Uh, you know, all the, 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 diversity of of their backgrounds and you know whether where they live in their status that's all in the movie already the 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 political yes it reinforces it but it's not necessary for me i i think the other thing that the other stuff's doing though is that it's, it's also adding this 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 context for everything because there's there's a lot of um like like there's there's, there's like scenes where like one of the characters listening to it on the radio like of someone being released from prison and there's a, a lot of the dialogue in there that was kind of Again, harking into the, the the overall themes in that, but I, I think the reason why this was here is because it it wasn't just these four characters who felt like this. Colin Farrell felt like he was kind of trapped in the position he was supposed to be in, even though you know from the outside it looks much more preferable to, to a lot a lot of people. You know, he's he's a fairly rich dude. He's got a fifty thousand dollar patent that he keeps bragging about. Yeah. Um, but he feels kind of trapped in where he is, and his opposing because he's he's running for I didn't quite catch what the uh, the the, the, the Alderman Alderman there you go. Uh, I didn't quite catch it myself the position, but. Um, his opposition, um, who's Nate? Oh, I forget his character. I, I know the actor. Yeah, it's going to be in a horrible order on IMDb, though. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, Brian uh, Jamal Tyree. Manning. Well, no, I was going for the actor, Brian Tyree oh, okay. Henry, because I, I know I know him from other things. He's he's popped up and stuff. He, you know, he's he's the he's one of these brothers. He's running for for office, and he like. You know, he wants to get out of the gangster life and he's trying to do these other things and people expect him to stay in the place he's in. And both him and Colin Farrell feel like they both want things to change, but they're both kind of, like, almost tied into the roles they're supposed to be playing. Yeah. Um, and it just... 
I, I thought it was an interesting contrast to, to what the women were going through, even though they're, they're definitely the more main characters. Um, and, you know, I think Viola Davis and Elizabeth Debicki definitely get the most plot in this. They get the most... Yeah. Both of them have very in-depth plots throughout the film. They do. Whereas Michelle Rodriguez is definitely the third one. She has a couple of things, don't get me wrong. And she's good in what she does. Because I don't think Michelle Rodriguez is typically thought of as being a great actress. <laughs> like, she's she shows up and does the tough girl thing. And Especially that's... when you put her next to someone like Viola Davis, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she, she holds her own well enough, honestly. I mean, she... She's not doing maybe as impressive, uh, you know. She hasn't got the the range on show yeah. in this movie that but, some of the others do, but it's not. She's not called upon to do that. Yeah, she doesn't fair. need to though. She she's 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 fitting her role well. Yeah, uh, and it's working. And you know, it's probably one of the best performances I've seen from her because it, it was like a proper serious performance that. Yeah. Um, you know, called for some. For, there's, a, there's a scene where she breaks down and cries, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen Michelle Rodriguez cry, <laughs> but <laughs> no. Well, yeah. When, when I say that, she's yeah. not showing the, the range. Obviously, she does have, you know, ver, ver, various emotions throughout the film. Yeah, just not to the extent that a couple of the others do. Yeah, the others are a bit more subtle. Like Viola Davis, um, has 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 that you know really intense stare. Like she does to, for a lot of the movie. That. Yeah, she, she's you know she's she's. Like I was like, are we sure this is not still Amanda Waller? Like, are we, are we positive on that? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting these vibes here. I, I don't think I've ever seen her not give a great performance, even in that movie, right? Oh sure, yeah, not a good movie. She is never at fault. <laughs> yeah. Um. So no, I, I, I think I definitely liked it more than you did. I, I think yeah. it is kind of messy because there's so much going on, but. Almost everything that's there does kind of add something, even if arguably, yeah, you should take some of it out to make it more streamlined. It's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting movie in that sense. Uh, I definitely don't like it as much as the last two films he did. I think those are both very focused, uh, stunning, basically masterpieces. This is just a really, really solid thriller that has a lot of great subtext and character uh, journeys and, and acting to go along with that. Um, yeah, that's fair. So... Yeah, uh, so I suppose we'll give a spoiler warning. Um, well, yes. actually, before we go to spoilers, actually, just to round out the sort of the, the spoiler-free thoughts, there is definitely some twists and turns, and there's definitely some plot developments that I, I think when Connor say that there's something he doesn't like, I think I know exactly what he's talking In- about. Interestingly, that was one of the things I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, mm, no. Yes. Uh, so full spoilers then for for Widows. Yeah. Before we get to that one, though, yes, <laughs> the thing that I know, you know, I said, oh, there's some things that it, it presents and then doesn't really follow through on. Because mm-hmm. this bothered me way more is uh, early on when the, you know they meet, uh, you know, uh, she gives them all the jobs, right? Of okay, you go get a car, you go do this, you know, get the blueprint, mm-hmm. right? And she's she's sending completely the wrong women for for the job, right? Yeah. If she if she's any time to get to know them and understand, you know, their individual skill sets, right, right, you should be going and getting the blueprints because she's got this connection to, you know, yeah, to the architect, uh, just, right? Yeah, because basically what happens is she kind of just gives them what their husband's jobs would have been without understanding that, you know, because obviously the, the joke is is that she sends Elizabeth to Becky to get a van for the job, and she doesn't. She goes and does that, and there's a there's almost a it's almost a comedy scene when she's like bidding on this van, and this guy's trying to hit on her, but help yeah. helping her with what van to get, and then the the joke is is that she can't actually drive, and she never thought to tell Vila Davis this that yeah. she can't drive. She has to come and pick her up. Yeah. Uh. uh and then, but I don't feel like it ever followed up on that. I don't feel like she ever learned. Oh. You have these individual skill sets, and I should use you for these specific jobs. 
like they kind of took it upon themselves to go do you know what i'll do this one because i know i'm better at this than you know they kind of the rest of them kind of spoke to each other and learned that i don't feel like she ever got to that point though well no that's what the ending is <laughs> no no not really. No, it is. No, 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 no. Because she's different from her husband. Her husband, because her husband was the leader, right? The husband was the planner, and he everything was down to a T. She isn't that. She's trying to be that, and she isn't. And this is what this is showing is that she doesn't do that. But it's also showing that she's not taking time to get to know other these women. She's not getting taking time to get to understand them, right? They do that on their own. They kind of solve it between themselves. Yeah. And it, it kind of works out, right? And it's all a symptom because she's not wanting to get close to anyone. She's keeping everyone cold and distant. You know, she says multiple times, when this job is done, that's us. We never see each other again. You know, all, all this stuff. Mm. And the end of the film is her, you know, she sees Elizabeth DeBecky after the fact. You know, it's after everything's went down at the restaurant. And she goes out and, you know, meets her afterwards and says, hey, how are you? And she smiles for the first time in the whole film. It's like she's finally, you know, got, gotten over. And there's obviously the backstory here we'll get into about her son. But, um... And that's the ending. She's she's finally willing to try and do that. Now, now here's the thing. I get that. I get that. That's what the the point of this at the end is. However, I found it unfulfilling for it to not play into you know the the actual heist in any way whatsoever. Is, is her game? This is just oh, it's a footnote at the end. She learned a lesson, but I didn't see her learn this lesson. It just I'm just kind of told that she did. I, I didn't really. It didn't land for me. I disagree it's a footnote at the end. To me, this is the actual ending. Fair enough. That, that, that scene at the end is the point of the movie. The heist isn't. The heist is, is there no, no, to no, serve that, as a story. That should be the point of the movie, um, but I don't feel like I saw her actually learn the lesson, really. It, it didn't come. It didn't land for me throughout the movie. It felt like, well, no, because, oh, yeah. Because you're looking at this the, the wrong way around. It's, it's not about her learning a lesson here because she's doing the wrong thing. It, she, she's not willing to even try because she's not over the death of her son. Sure. And the death of her husband, technically. Well, yeah, that to too. To a point. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, she, she's not over that. It's, she, she's finally... It, it, you know, it's almost like the whole film, she's, she's presenting this strong front, but she's actually, inside, she's feeling incredibly weak, right? She's incredibly, it's incredibly guarded. She, she doesn't yeah. want to let anyone in. Uh, that That's what the whole thing is throughout the film. It's not so much that she's not she's not smart enough to realise. It's not that she's even arrogant no. enough to not realise. It's, it's just that she's not willing to even try to to connect with anyone and that leads to her not knowing them um and at the ending she's willing to try and do that she, she's like yeah I, you know. I i i don't disagree with everything you're saying there like in theory i agree but i'm saying is just that moment at the end of her it, it wasn't enough for i didn't feel like i, I got a, a a journey of her getting to that i felt like it was just a moment <sighs> It's uh, yeah, like I said, uh, maybe, you know, yeah, if this I, lands for you, then then great. It just it just didn't land for me personally. No, it, it landed for me. I, I didn't. I mean, for for me, the, it's a very complex emotional journey she has throughout this film. She mm. she goes from being you know devastated her husband's dead to then terrified. You know, this by the way, because one of the MVPs of this movie we've not even mentioned yet is uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, he 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 is such a great villain in this movie. He is so intimidating. Yeah. Uh, throughout the whole thing uh those scenes where he's like you know he, the, the guys who got robbed at the start from you know uh, liam neeson and his crew um he just like makes them rap because that's what they found them doing in the back room and he just stares at them the whole time like really intensely before smiling a little bit and then finally shooting one of them you know point yeah. blank and then the other guy tries to run and he just shoots him in the back 
and it's super intimidating. And there's several scenes of him, you know, being very, there very is, menacing. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's this scene where he comes over to Viola Davis, and he, he's he sort of hold. No, it's not actually him. Actually, that's dear. I'm 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 wrong here. It's uh, it's his brother. Yeah. It's uh, it's the politician who's a threatening the dog. It made me think of his brother though. Clearly, there's a relation. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's also intimidating. Even though he clearly wants to get out of this life, he clearly wants to become something else. Um, yeah, but his motivation is. It's not that he wants to make everything better, is it? It's like, oh, power. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of masked by that. Because by the time we get to the end of the movie, I kind of felt like he did actually want to make things better. He just, he was doing it in terms that he understood. Because there's that scene to what the last scene we have of him and Colin Farrell is when Colin Farrell comes to him and says, hey, I'll basically tank my own race uh, and if you, if you let me work with you, right? Yeah. Because I want to help change things. Because it's one of the things that he's because his 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 father Robert Duvall has this incredibly like bullshit racist speech that really rings home because it feels so true. As he, he he talks about how, uh, you know, our lineage have to like maintain power because people want to take it. You know, these these poor people and these people who are immigrants and all that. And he goes on this this rampage, and Colin Farrell essentially comes to the realization that he wants to help change things, but he realizes that he shouldn't be the face of that. He, you know, to, to enact change, he has to have the change actually happen publicly, and have yeah. the, the the first African American, uh, you know, leader in the in the area. And you know, he, he kind of comes and like offers this to him, and it, it kind of feels like they both kind of understand that to change things, they kind of have to do things differently. It feels like it's not so much that they've got an arc. I mean, Colin Farrell kind of does. It's not so much that we see much of an arc of the of, of him, but it's that. Um, it presents this idea that they even understand that things have to be different, which is again it kind of goes back to the story of the ladies over the course of the film, is that over the course of trying to do it, they kind of realize that they have to do things their way. Um, yeah. You know, they, they do pull off the heist, sure. Uh, there's obviously some mishaps along the way, and they actually inadvertently kind of ruin the change in the election because they end up having to shoot Robert Duval, and because his father was murdered, it gives a sympathy vote essentially to Colin Farrell and he wins anyway despite what yeah. the, the deal they made and they inadvertently cause more problems in the, in the larger scale even though they've solved things for themselves personally um, but what was I getting that? I, I was making a point and then I got <laughs> sidetracked um, you were, yeah, Viola you, Davis you're back. Yeah. Was to ask Johnny she, she goes from, from being mort- to, 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 you know, to, from being you know hysteric about the death of her husband to being mortified by the dangers to being determined and putting on this brave face and she goes through all these things. Um, I've forgotten the point I was going to get to at the end of that. <laughs> I got sidetracked too You much. can't even blame me this time. You sidetracked yourself. I did. No, I did. But I've, I've completely forgotten where I was going at the end of that. This is a problem when we sidetrack ourselves. Um, I'll, I'll make come back to me. What was, what yeah. was the debate? What were you saying? Uh, I was saying I didn't feel like the journey landed for that's me. Right. It felt like a moment at the end. That's right, that's like, right. You, right. You were defending the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so here's the tw- we have to talk about the twist, right, to talk about this journey, right? So, we do. Um, you clearly didn't like this. Um, mm. I actually did. Um, if you told me before the movie, I don't think I'd have thought I was going to like it. However, it played for me because earlier on in the film... Uh, she goes to see one of like, his old buddies, right, uh, to talk about this, this, because she finds, like, a, the reason why they do this heist is because she finds these plans for the next job, because yeah. Liam Neeson's very old-fashioned, he keeps all these detailed records and plans, and, you know... There's a notebook, because of course um, And, it, well, he's good at making lists, you see, Liam Neeson is. So, 
That was a quality joke. Was, was it really? It was a quality joke. Quality joke. So, uh, she, she, so she asks what is the, the thing. But she's told by this guy that, you know, he, he, he never made a mistake. He was meticulous with the plans, right? And... I don't really thought much of it at the time. It was like, oh, maybe he was, he was getting, maybe that's the, we'll see that in the flashbacks that he was getting sloppy for some reason, right? You know, something was making him sloppy, which might tie into, you know, why this ended badly. Um, But, so there's this thing. So Carrie Coon's around. She's actually the fourth widow, right? And I didn't even realise she was in this. When she popped up, I was like, oh, Carrie Coon's in this. Yeah, right. I don't remember seeing her in any of the marketing. And she's got like a newborn baby and she's not been invited into the or she's not wanting she's not willing to go in the house right she's staying separate because of the baby because of the baby and viola davis comes over at one point uh to talk to her to try and convince her because they're going to use the driver that was driving around that worked for her husband uh but the bad guys you know diana Kalia goes over and kills kind him kind of killed him yeah. yeah uh so she tries to enlist her again as a driver and when she's out of the room because we all Davis has got a dog. Right? She's got a dog with her most of yeah, the movie. And she makes a point of going, "Can I put my dog down?" <laughs> yes, that's just polite. Because maybe she doesn't want the dirty dog feet in her. No, oh, no, baby. It's just, it was just a no other point in the movie does she question it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put the dog down. I don't think she was ever in another person's home though throughout the uh, rest of the fair. movie. Um, but she so so Carrie couldn't leaves the scene to go and deal with the baby for a second, and the dog goes up and starts like you know pawing and squealing at the door. At the door, yeah. yeah. And then Viola Davis sees something on the on the table, and I I didn't really recognize what it was. I was I I thought as I mean, and there was a scene a flashback earlier on that we, we did see this thing because we see it again in, in a minute. Yeah. But which I actually felt like I needed because I didn't remember this. It wasn't like it wasn't unique enough to like remember. I don't think. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't remember at the time either. Um, but Viola Davis like, kind of gets creeped out, and she you know, grabs the doll and she leaves, and I'm like, wait, what what did that mean to her? What's going on? And. You know, Carrie Coon after she leaves, it like, goes and opens this this door that the dog was pawing at, and there's Liam Neeson sitting there, and for me this kind of works because I, I I like the idea that she didn't you know Viola Davis didn't jump to he's alive right I think she jumped to he was coming here you know before before he died right how do you think yeah I didn't necessarily I... get that she thought he was alive right now oh I did because of the way the dog reacted I thought that was you know the dog was like oh, oh hey you know master's in there. Like that's yeah. what the dog was reacting. I I thought that's what tipped her off more honestly, than anything. Honestly, the, the way it was playing for the rest of the film, I don't think there's anything in her performance after this though that really you know says it was definitely she knew he was alive. Um, no, I mean I I guess that's just her because, determination to forget about it and get the job done. Because the moment he actually steps out in front of her, right, at, yeah. towards the end of the film, definitely feels like even if she thought there was a chance he was alive, she didn't necessarily believe it yet. Okay. It definitely plays as this the shock that he's actually standing there, um, and so to me the end the, you know, the journey kind of culminates with this this meeting, and I think this is part of the genius of having the different characters, and especially seeing a lot of the Becky's character uh, and how what her journey is in this, where we see that because she, she 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 her her husband was uh, John Bernthal, who who's just basically typecast as the the dick, he's, he's always a dickhead. That's 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 what he does. Probably because it it's Walking Dead that's caused this yeah. one, hasn't it? But he's abusive. You know, she's got a black eye at the start, and he does this thing where he, he sort of, like, you know, th then gets kind of endearing and puts his hand around the back of her neck to sort of like, oh, I'm in charge, but you know, I love you anyway. You know, it kind of, yeah. it's just kind of like a controlling grab. Um, because the, the other guy she's seen at one point does that, and it's not. I mean, he's not hurt, hit her or anything like that, but it's the same kind of grab, and it's this kind of moment of like realizing she's kind of fallen into with a similar the guy. Same trap. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but over the course of the film, she she goes through this journey. And we'll talk about that specifically in a minute. But um, you know, she over the course has this arc where she she stops relying upon people and becomes you know independent and becomes more powerful and realizes she can take care of herself and she can you know because there's like a great scene where she's going to buy the guns and she's kind of holding it awkward and she looks kind of uncomfortable and it's kind of weird but then she uses her, her talents in a different way she puts on a polish accent to try and like you know convince yeah. this other woman to buy the gun so so it's not on record that it's her you know someone yeah. else bought the gun it's actually quite smart it is and like she goes over this journey and it's like because at first she's like she, she's fallen into this trap and then she ultimately you know gets out on her own and i, I think it's interesting with the viola davis's character it's more subtle because she never even like because we talk about how she's like you know, upper class and you know f- the flashbacks we get of her and liam neeson early on seem very happy they seem very loving until we get mm-hmm. to the stuff about the, the, the son who's died and we get obviously more of that as well but it seems very loving and i think the point here is that, you know, whether or not they're, they're further down the food chain, as it were, as the Becky and Bernthal were compared to Liam Neeson and Viola Davis, they're both in similar problems, although Viola Davis didn't necessarily realise it at the time. It wasn't as obvious how controlling he was. It wasn't as obvious what he was hiding. Because she, she yeah. didn't know about the, the fact that he's a criminal. That wasn't a lie. Like, that was, that was no, out in the open. Yeah. Um, and I think this scene where, you know, he shows up and he's like, it's supposed to be simple, it's supposed to run away, and she, you know, we'll get to the, conf- the part of the confrontation because it li- relates to the son specifically. Um, but, you know, he's going to shoot her, and instead she instinctively shoots him instead. And it's like, just, you know, like, the rest of them don't really get a chance to stick up to their hus- stand up to their husbands, right? Because they all die. Liam Neeson, yeah. uh, on the other hand, didn't die, and instead she gets a chance to kind of fight back. And she kind of, and she still, like, sort of holds his head, like, in tears after she's done it, because it is still a kind of traumatic thing. Oh, yeah. But, like, because I think the thing with Liam Neeson's character is that he seems very happy in the flashbacks, but this final scene kind of it shows his true colours. quite malicious, yeah. Yeah, it's very malicious. Not only is he going to kill her, but even the way he yells, like, you know, I couldn't fix us, so I had to fix me. And that's why he was going to run away with Carrie Coon and yeah. have a new family. Uh, to which Viola Davis responds, uh, oh, you're, you're perfect white little family. Because uh, one of the things we learned over the course of the film is they had a son who died. And it was a uh, the son, of course, was was uh, was black, and he was pulled over a police officer who who shot him um, very very yeah. quickly because he he went to like you know grab his phone or something like that because uh, his dad was on the phone with him, um, yeah. and it, he got quickly shot, and the movie kind of you know it brings up this tension because at one point Viola Davis says oh maybe you should have had a son with someone else because then he wouldn't be dead you know uh, implying mm-hmm. that her race is what led to his death. Um, and there's, there's there's this maybe guilt there that's with that, and there's there's this kind of oh definitely um like it, it, this is what I get this is why I'm saying, like I'm explaining so much of this because there's so much complex emotions feeding into this. There's 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 the the power dynamics between men and women and controlling men specifically, and women who are are held back, and then the, yeah. the strength to come out. There's there's racial uh, themes here that are at play, both in the in the ladies, but also in between their husbands, but also. And the politics. The politics, I think, gets racial way quicker than the other stuff does. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that, that comes into play very quickly early on. Like, right from the start of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, as soon as Colin Farrell comes and sees uh, the other guy, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, my, my, early in the movie. my father's campaign office looked like this, you know, and he's like, yeah, but I bet it was a lot whiter, though. And he's like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, you know, like, it, it, very quickly. And, yeah. It, like, it's, it's playing with, I think more than anything, this movie is about people in power and people who are held down because of that power. Whether that's because of of sex, 
well that's because of, of race Sex, race class class yeah and it's about trying to fight out of that and on a personal level the the widows succeed but yeah. you know society doesn't which is why i think it bizarrely works that there's kind of a lack of an ending to the the, the political stuff beyond just hearing kind of who won the election um because it it's like yeah they were never going to fix society's problems they just no. they, they could just do it for themselves yeah yeah pretty much um because because what i thought was interesting is is you know because of that last team with colin farrell and uh and tyree henry is that i thought they, these two are almost becoming sympathetic in this scene well they, they kind of they're, they're kind of toying they have with a very idea. similar motivation yeah um they're not perfect characters by any means i mean colin farrell's actually behind helping liam neeson uh fake his death yeah and you know in fact and, and he's the target of course so that's, that's why his dad ends up getting killed it's his campaign office and home that they're targeting because they've got a safe full of money um yeah. and it's all you know ends justify the means and all that kind of stuff um pretty much because yeah, obviously the other big thing about them like you know taking power back is that after they do the heist Kalu has been following them and he actually says oh, i'm taking the van with all the money in it and drives off with it and the ladies are left standing there, but they decide, you know what? No, we're not having this, and they chase after them. In fact, do you know what I'll say? The, the previous films that McQueen did never had was car chases. This has <laughs> two. This has two very good car chases in it. They are very good. The opening scene where you see the heist that you know leads to the death. Oh, of course, not Neeson. Yeah, he faked his death. Um, but there's the, the everything with the police car falling behind them because the car the, the camera just kind of stays in the van. And it's yeah. looking out the back, and you see the police car eventually actually gets hit, you know, because they they hit another car that, that swerves into the, the police car, and you see it flip. It yeah. looks very good. So it's good oh, stunt it work. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, I I can't fault the the camera work of the direction. Yeah. At all. It's actually the, the same almost in the scene uh, with Kaluuya is that the camera stays in the van with him, and you yeah, see that just the, the one from in front. Yeah. Yeah. And the car comes up from behind and then, you know, rams him and he ends up meeting his untimely end. And that, that's a moment of power saying, you know, we're not letting him just take this. We did all the work. We pulled this off. We're not letting him take this. Yeah. Um, and they, they sort of seize that power. So, like, there's so much going on. There's so, there's so, like, it's playing with so much of these themes that it, I, I can't not respect it. Cause I, I, think that's, I think that's a big part of my problem, though. There's too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like individually, all of it is is quite good, uh, very good. But overall, it doesn't it just doesn't come together in a meaningful way, and it feels like just too much. I'll give you I'll give you it to a point. I, I liked it more than you did, but I'll, I'll give you it to the point of like yes, I think if the movie was more focused, like the last two films, it probably would probably reach the same heights. And it doesn't because it as it does feel a bit more. Uh, stretched out between so many characters and maybe that is the political stuff you take out maybe maybe it's other stuff you take out um but like for for me like i because i, I, I kind of felt that that way what you were feeling kind of more in the first half where i was like there's so much going on we're, we're spending so much time with these politicians compared to the, the ladies yeah. themselves this is kind of weird but the more it went on you know in, into the other stuff and you know uh, the, the becky's character especially like she's probably the most inherently likable character She's she's a very interesting character because her her own mother kind of says, "Hey, there's this kind of escort dating thing. You can, you can do this and you can make more money in a night than most people do in a month, and yeah. you set up and it's she she you know she she's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm you know I'm I'm not it's like, that. Oh, you were fine sleeping with people when you were younger. And she's like, yeah, but they weren't paying me. Uh, that you know that was a choice. And yeah. she she kind of reluctantly does it, and she 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 sees this guy, and it's kind of 
kind of awkward, but he, you know, he's kind of nice enough, even though it's kind of sleazy. And, you know, they, they see each other multiple times, and every time it gets kind of worse, where it kind of feels like he sees this as a, a business transaction every time. You know, he's like, you know, I, I gave you this, so you give me this. You know, I gave yeah, you this. Yeah, it gets a little bit on the nose with it at one point, where yeah. they're, in, you know, they're about to say, ah, look, you know, I give them money, they give us treat everything's a transaction. It's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. A little bit blunt. Um... But, you know, in the other stuff, she she gains power. Because this is going on at the same time she does that thing with the guns where she basically has some initiative and, you know, yeah. gets around it. And it's it's, just, it's like a moment of independence. And then, you know, she's problem-solving with Michelle Rodriguez. She's, she's she's figuring things out. She uses the guy she's sleeping with to, to get, to find out, you know, figure out where this... Because they've got blueprints for a place. And they don't know where it is. Yeah. They don't know what building it is. And he's got connections and it kind of leads them to, to ultimately where it is. Um... You know, and she ultimately breaks free. And I think there's a, there's a... It's funny, actually, because in, in the heist itself, uh, when I, I thought it was actually her who shot Duval. I thought it was Michelle Rodriguez who got hit. And then it was the Becky so who shot So did I at first. And it was actually the other way around. And the reason why I thought that is because it was... Because Duval hits and shoots, um, the, you, know, the one, yeah. the, you know, the one who I thought wasn't getting... Uh, who wasn't shooting him. And I thought the reason what, what happened in that scene is that he hit Michelle Rodriguez and shot her... And that that the Becky, because she's been a victim of violence and domestic abuse, reacted, reacted, you know, you know, a bit, yeah. a bit more quickly than everyone else. She, she, it was almost like an instinct to, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm done with this. I'm not yeah. letting you away with that. Um, so I was actually surprised when it ended up being the other way around. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was no, convenient she, though because 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 he saw Viola Davis's face, so it was convenient that they got rid of the witness. Had to deal with her at that point, didn't you? Yeah. Because he uh, obviously he he knew who she was. Uh, yeah. It is worth knowing, and they'd met, you know, just earlier that day. Yeah, yeah. So, no, but no, I, I liked her journey a lot. She's probably she she maybe even be my favorite character in the movie. Well, she's definitely is mine. Um, like, and a movie with a lot of good characters. I think she has maybe the most interesting journey. Yeah, definitely for me. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the movie? Well, well yeah. Oh no, we we talk a lot about the the, uh, the direction being really strong. Uh, Cinematography is great, so even when it's doing the simple thing. You know, obviously, we, we're we're highlighting the car chases and the stuff in the heist because they're you know your big moments. But it's always good throughout, even just uh, you know when it's the the, the group of them in, in a conversation. Yeah, it's never um, just sitting there boring. There's a lot. There's a lot of spinning around the group kind of thing. I, I think Kaluuya's scenes had a lot of this actually, where yeah. everyone would be standing still except him, but the camera would be spinning around them. Following him a bit, yeah. yeah. It was very effective. Yeah. It was uh, the camera. It felt like the camera was moving a lot in this movie. Maybe it wasn't actually. It's just me misremembering. And they're the more memorable things. But I felt like it was. It was in motion a lot of the time, and that's yeah. not a bad thing. I'm just. I'm looking through the cast. I want to make sure I've not missed anyone who's worth mentioning because there's so such a big cast. Like we went so long before we even mentioned John Bernthal was in this. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a fairly small role, admittedly, but like... Yeah, he's there for like, what, five minutes at the start? Yeah, but it, you know, it's such a big, big cast. Uh, in fact, there was one guy I recognised, and I, I couldn't quite remember what he was from. I'm sure it's a TV show. Uh, the Driver. Guy? The what's Driver? He, what's he from? Because I know his face. Yeah, I know his face as well. Um, I'm just trying... I can't remember. This order's not helping, though. No, <laughs> it's not. Uh, I'm trying to remember what his name was. <laughs> I'm hoping I'll know it when I see it. Oh, Bash. There Bash. you go. Garrett uh, Dillahan. What was, what was he in? 
It was in Twelve Years a Slave, but that's not what I was thinking of. I'm sure I've seen him in something else. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead. He was in. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it was in The Gifted. Yeah, maybe it was The Gifted. Uh... I'm scrolling down. Oh, I remember him in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who was he in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Dave Majors. I definitely remember him in that show. Yeah, he's definitely one of his faces where I'm. I know I've seen him in places. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, I recognise him, but I couldn't go. Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah, I remember on that for sure. Um, but yeah, and possibly Terminator series Connor Chronicles. I never saw that. Yeah, possibly that. Um, he's good. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's fine. He's he's so far down the list in actors here, but. Yeah, a phenomenal cast, small direction. Um, you might be surprised, I mean, you may have noticed, but uh, that Hans Zimmer did the score for this, and it's a very subtle Hans Zimmer score. It is, yeah. Uh, he holds back for a long time. It is. It's um, it's an alright score. It's not my, uh, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, a standout, but it, like I, I think it's effective for what the movie's doing. Yeah, yeah, it's alright. Uh, you know, the emotion um, comes in later when it needs to. And that's kind of it. Yeah, it's nothing that'll be remembered as as oh that had a you know that that music that was really effective or great you know but it does what it has to do. Because um, I was surprised when I found that out afterwards because I, I never recognised that and it made me go that's Zimmer. Uh, I think I just knew yeah. going in. I, I don't remember when I, I just you know one of those oh, I knew in my head it was. And hindsight it makes sense because he did twelve years a slave so obviously composers and directors. Often... I think I can tell I can just hear is the the sonically from the sounds of mm. what he's using because uh, he has his own sample library that he mixes with the orchestras that he uses and I can just hear things that I know are from his library. Um nerd. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's basically my response to that. He's got such a unique <laughs> sonic sound that I like I can just hear it and go, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the end of the movie, uh, Viola Davis, like you know, we see that um, uh, Bell, like you know, p- you know, pays off because uh, uh, she was at a salon and the business is technically owes money back to Colin Farrell because we we find yeah. out he does he's, he's not a great guy. The, all the businesses he helps set up, like he gets a cut of later. Uh, Quite a significant cut. Yeah, and she you know, she she gives a, a lot of cash from her cut. And yeah. then you know we we see the 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 others. Michelle Rodriguez buys it because she actually owns, runs a store at the start, but then it's taken away because her husband wasn't really paying for all the bills that he was supposed to. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so she buys that back and gets her own life back essentially. Yeah, she goes back to where she was. Yeah, uh, and that's what she wanted to be. And that's yeah, okay. yeah, that, yeah. That was a good thing. Yeah, like, she goes back to, to have a sense of normalcy, but control this time because you know she owns the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas obviously the Becky and the Davis. Uh, even if it wasn't obvious beforehand, uh, for both of them, they both need new starts and new new lives. So yeah. I think them being the ones who kind of meet up at the end and like that makes sense. Maybe yeah. everyone who form a bond is makes sense. Uh, and Viola Davis like gives some, if not all, of her money to to the school to rebuild a library um, named after her yeah. son. Yeah, uh, an undetermined amount. So yeah. could have been all of it. Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, Maybe minus the two million, she might have still paid the bad guy back because even though Kalia died, like just to be safe. Yeah, I mean, his brother might not have been <laughs> still won yeah. his money though. So yeah, uh, so maybe minus that. But 
that was, that was always deducted before they cut it anyway because that was, it was like, yeah. yeah we have to we have to pay him the money he's won yeah. um but uh no i uh, no, I, I, I liked it a lot i mean it's not as good as his last two films uh but i think it's got a lot. E- even if it does have missteps it's a very well-intentioned film oh, from yeah. very talented people um, absolutely yeah no no question about that um jillian flynn uh, co-wrote the screenplay with steve mcqueen as well uh, oh, cool. so yeah um all right i guess we're i guess we're rating it then what are you giving models yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a six yeah i want want to give it more there's so many ideas in this that i really like too many uh, that's the problem but yeah Come i will i will go with a solid eight um i think it would be higher you know if, if, if it was a bit more focused and um, I think it's one that might even work better for me on a second viewing, like knowing what exactly what it is going into it. Um, but it is definitely weaker, I think, than both Shame and Twelve as a Slave. So, mm. um, so, so keep that in mind um, going into it if you're a fan of those movies. But yeah, I'm, I'm still glad I watched it. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's Widows. Uh, so uh, let us know what you think of the movie in the, the comments below uh, if you've seen it uh, like and subscribe all that stuff that helps us out a lot as of course does going to patreon.com slash tv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month and you get some stuff early you get some bonuses all that kind of thing uh, you can also of course get some merchandise if you wish uh, over at the store you, there's a, both a US and a UK store in the description you can go over there and buy some stuff if you like but uh, that, is, that is us. So, yeah, we'll be back with another movie hopefully soon. This episode's going up in a kind of a weird time. Usually these episodes go up on Fridays. Uh, this one is going up a little bit uh, earlier in the week than that. Uh, and there might be a second one this week. Uh, we're, we're hoping so. We're hoping so. Assuming things don't get pushed back. So, uh, look out for that. But, uh, yeah, in fact, these go up early on Patreon. This is going up a week earlier on Patreon. Compared yeah, to which else. might be awkward when you get to the last batch of these. When we're you're seeing these reviews, that you know, as we said at the start, these are the 2018 catch up and prep for our end of yeah, year. Yeah, because the, the awards are not in flux. The awards will go straight up um, when we do them. But yeah. Yes. So the the last couple of these will probably be after that. Yes. Yes. Uh, unless you're a patron, of course. But uh, uh, but that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we will see you next time.